Hello and welcome to Intentional Spiritual Living with Brian. This is Season 2, Episode 2. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. I am excited to be talking today about, of course, tarot cards. Uh, Never a dull moment there. But I'm really pumped about the main section of this podcast today about energy. Energy, a word we hear all the time. Um, We can't touch it. We can't see it. Some of us can't feel of it, feel it. Some of us can, uh, but it is one of those overused words. There's bad energy here. There's great energy. Feel the energy. And I want to kind of deconstruct what that all means. I had a moment this week um, that was very much built around energy or lack thereof or bringing my bad energy to a situation. And I want to talk to each and every one of you about how that happens. I also am excited to be talking about rainbow fluorite, a favorite of mine. Uh, It's such a beautiful stone, a stone of just wonder. If you look into it with all of the beautiful colors, anything from the deepest teal to purple to clear. But more importantly, I wanna talk about a little exercise, um, how I use rainbow fluoride in my life and work with that crystal and how I added it to my toolkit years ago to combat brain fog. And I think with those topics, with our tarot draw and energy and rainbow fluoride and an exercise with rainbow fluoride, I think we have just found ourselves 45 minutes of stuff to talk about. I cannot believe, again, that this is episode two of season two, Time Flies, even in the damn COVID pandemic. Time marches on, if you will. Also, I want to thank each of you that have come into the shop and shared your positive experiences of listening to my podcast. You'll never understand how much that means. This is a labor of love for me, and I enjoy doing it. So let's get started. Real quick for any new listeners to this podcast, Intentional Spiritual Living with Brian. I am Brian Campbell, and I own a metaphysical shop in Delaware, Ohio called Raven's Cauldron. And I have been reading tarot cards for three decades. And I have a deep fascination and love and respect for all things metaphysical. And therein lies this podcast and how it came about. And I want to start, as I do each podcast, with a tarot card draw. So uh, you can't see me right now, but I currently am shuffling my cards. And I'm just thinking about the week ahead. And what message the universe and tarot has for us right now. I have pulled first the Three of Cups. And second, I pulled the Knight of Swords, and it is reversed. So the Three of Cups, upright, and the Knight of swords reversed. What an interesting combo. So let's talk about this combination and what we're being told right now from the universe. So anytime I see the three of cups, 
there are varying opinions on this, and depending what the reading is about, um, that could be known as the he or she is having an affair card. But it also means many other things. And so we, 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 we've, in the past, talked about all the suits. And so when we talk about the suit of cups, we're talking about water, things flowing, emotions on even keel, and that relationship, that human being relationship, not necessarily romantic, and keeping that stuff with checks and balances and your emotions in check. And so we have the three of cups. And when that card comes up in a reading, uh, the first thing that comes to me is creativity and expansion. So maybe with the two of cups, we're being a little creative, having a partnership coming together. Um, it could be a romantic relationship. It also could be an artistic endeavor. I don't usually typically think of it as being some sort of financial endeavor um, because it is the suit of cups. So we're just going to go with creativity. And we have expanded a little from that initial two of cups partnership. And so to put it into context, we have to look at another card. And we have pulled the Knight of Swords and it is reversed. So I want to take a few minutes to deconstruct the Knight of Swords first and kind of read this backwards so we can put the story together, if you will. So when I see the Knight of Swords come up in a reading when it's in its upright position, it's all about what is my mission and how am I going to get there? And I'm going to use razor-sharp intellect in my head to get from point A to point Z. Notice I did not say point A to point B because the knights are on a mission and they're moving a hundred mile an hour. They're kind of youthful energy, not as youthful as a page, but certainly not nearly as refined as a queen or a king. And so the Knight of Swords is using active intellect to get the job done, whatever the job is. So you may ask, but this is reversed, so what does that mean? And that simply means that you are going at this creativity, this goal, this mission in a way that is not organized, non-linear. It may work and it may not. And what I mean by that is not having a sense of direction if you will. And so you've got this new idea that is brimming with possibility and it's in your head and you're ready to execute on it, but you're all over the board in, in said execution, if you will. And so typically when this comes up, the universe or tarot is trying to tell us to slow down and gain some focus, if you will. You may recall me talking about the Fool card in past episodes or on my videos at Raven's Cauldron where I always like to say when the Fool card comes up, lose the map, lose the strategy, and be carefree. Well, the Knight of Swords reversed is not unlike the Fool reversed in that, except it has to do with intellect here, not total life with the Fool. But when the Knight of Swords is reversed, it's saying... Perhaps we do need to get that map back out. Perhaps we do need to get the pen and pencil and paper back out and draw our strategy because right now we are all over the board. And when that happens, we can get caught up in a rut where nothing ever gets done. 
So we're reading backwards right now, and we talked about the Three of Cups. And I want to talk about and deconstruct that card a little bit. The first thing I want to do, I like quotes for cards, and I have this huge book of journal entries for every card in the tarot that I have worked on over the years. And it's fun to do, especially when you don't look at it for a while and you come back. I use it in my teaching classes here at the shop. And one of the most powerful ways you can take a meeting of a card and and present it to someone to where they have an aha moment, if you will, is to take a quote that, in your opinion, which in this case, my opinion, embodies the card. And so Jennifer Aniston has a quote, and it's very short, but it summarizes the three of cups beautifully. And it says, I think a good relationship is about collaboration. Again, Jennifer Aniston, I think a good relationship is about collaboration. What we want to remember out of that, with the with the suit of cups, a lot of tarot folks hyper-focus on relationships and love. And they're not always wrong. But a relationship, when I just say a relationship, that does not mean necessarily a romantic relationship. And so a good relationship is built upon collaboration, meaning I've taken this so far with the two of cups. I've partnered up. Let's just talk about a business, for instance. And then I do want to talk about the romantic side, and it'll become glaringly obvious why this is also the infidelity card. But first of all, so I have a new business relationship, and I have teamed up with John Doe, and we're making whirly gigs, for instance. And they've been pretty successful. We've been doing it for about six months now. And it's tapered off. Certainly, the business is staying afloat and doing well. But it's not the consistent climb that we had been privy to early on. So we fast forward to the Three of Cups. And so we have collaborated with a a different partner for such whirly gigs that puts them in this metallic sheen finish with these little streamers. And it really has put an energy into our sales and it's evident by the growth. And so I know that's a very simplistic example, but that is what we say with the three of cups. And we can also say this with the three of pentacles. We can also say this with the three of swords, etc., etc. So what is differentiating on the three of cups? You're entering into this new business relationship on an emotional level. And so it's not just about growing your sales forecast, but you have to have this emotional connection with this person. You have to be like-minded, if you will. Whereas the three of pentacles is indeed about the same type of collaboration, but it's all about getting to the goal. It's all about getting that coin. It's all about getting the checks and balances done, if you will. And so big difference between the suit of pentacles and the suit of cups. And that is the differentiation here. Now I wanted to quickly talk about that notion that this is the infidelity card and in the tarot groups and in tarot communities and stuff, this is well known. And if you think about romantic relationships and the two of cups and you've entered into this partnership romantically with someone, perhaps gotten married And then you've added a third down the road sometime, and it could signal boredom, it could signal an affair as a result of such boredom, and those are two of the reasons why that's considered the affair card. I don't always look at it that way. I only look at it that way as if somebody's asking about love and relationships, but 
In this particular case for this general reading that we just did, I want to summarize what Tarot is trying to tell us. And that is acknowledgement that we have grown in this relationship and we've collaborated a little deeper and heavier and we're excited. We're brimming with energy as a result. Perhaps too much energy because we have no sense of direction and we are just so excited that we are completely chaotically disorganized and we're not really getting accomplished what we need to do. And so the message here is just to home it in and figure out what we can get done in the present to help further our mission without being completely impulsive or non-focused. And so I would tell my client in this particular instance, home it in, focus, enjoy your emotional connection with your new partner, but don't let the work stop and let the celebrations take over. And that, friends, is the Three of Cups combined with the Knight of Swords reversed, water and air, and how they conflict a little bit, but not necessarily in a bad way. Up next, let's talk about energy. Today, friends, we are going to talk about this word energy. And I thought, well, the best thing to do would be just to pull out my phone and see what good old Google has to say about the definition of energy. And the most common definition I can come up with here is the work that a certain force, gravitational, electromagnetic, etc., can do. Due to a variety of forces, energy has many different forms, gravitational, electric, heat, etc., that can be grouped into two major categories, kinetic energy and potential energy. And of course, then we probably are saying, well, what is the difference between potential energy and kinetic energy? This one's pretty easy. Kinetic energy, think about a hybrid car that charges its hybrid batteries from the movement of the brakes and the heat. So kinetic energy is energy of an object due to its movement. And then we look at potential energy. And that is energy stored in an object due to its position or arrangement. That is the sweet stuff for us when we think about crystals and programming a quartz point, for instance, and we're storing energy in that quartz point. Or later on in this season two, we're going to talk about Lemurian quartz and how those are pre-programmed with energy. None of this is what I want to talk about today, crystals and energy per se. What I want to talk about, though, is energy as a piece of ourselves that we bring places, if you will. And so let me tell you a story to, to kind of beat this point home. And I remember years and years ago watching, uh, um, after school, watching, of all things, the Oprah Winfrey show back when it was in its heyday and Oprah talking about how energy is real and misunderstood. And if you bring bad energy to a space, people will feel that and react in, uh, to that, react to the bad energy, the negative energy, that type of thing. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, this woman has lost her mind. 
if I am in a bad mood and I walk in the room, but I need to be on, nobody would know. And that is simply not true. I was completely wrong. That was my immature intellectual level at the time. And I have since learned that it is really real. And here in the past two weeks, I have a great story about energy and I want to talk and that's what this is going this talk is going to be about. So I don't want to get into too many specifics of the family drama, but suffice it to say, there was some major family drama that was involved uh, in my life a couple of weeks ago, having to do with uh, settling an estate, that type of thing. It's all since been worked out, but at the time it was very chaotic energy, if you will, back and forth with texting and email and hurt feelings and pissed off emotions, etc, etc. And it went on for a solid two weeks. Now keep in mind too that my own mother had passed away in July as well. So when this family drama happened, I was coming to open Raven's Cauldron for the day. Now I must tell each and every one of you that when I opened this store, when I put the lock in the door, let me rewind. When I get in my truck to come here, it is a privilege for me. It is the biggest honor and privilege for me to open my shop, see all the things that I've curated and see my vision come to life. And more importantly, see people come here and, and, the resounding theme when people come to Raven's Cauldron is, my God, the energy in here is amazing. I have friends and stuff. I just want to pick up some of the energy. And that's because that's the way I have curated this shop to be. There is not an inch of this shop that is available for bad energy or anything of the such. I want nothing but positivity, metaphysical vibes, crystal energy, tarot energy, crystal grids, etc. in the four walls of Raven's Cauldron. And again, it is my biggest honor and privilege to come here. In all of my years in working in information technology, schlepping my ass to work every day, down 315 or over to Springfield, Ohio. I apologize for my distance listeners if you don't know where these places are, but far away from here. So Springfield is a 55-mile drive. I worked there for eight years, and then the rest of my career was pretty much in downtown Columbus, which is 24 miles from where I live. And the energy that I had when I went to those places was not good. It was out of obligation. It was to get a paycheck. It was not my soul's calling, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about all this. But when I come in here, my energy is high. So when this family drama happened, and it was in the thick of it, I had, of course, this, uh, the Raven's Cauldron shop does not stop for outside disturbances, if you will. And so I came to the store to open the store that day, and it was in the thick of it. My brother had been here talking about it, brought his negativity here. I'm pissed off. It's like 11.30, and I need to open this shop at noon. And when I opened the shop, something was just wrong. Something didn't feel right. This is always a lighthearted place. I always have killer trip-hop, metaphysical-type trippy music, bands like uh, the Cocteau Twins, Morchiba, Sounds from the Ground, 
all ethereal sounds that I've used in my crafting over the years to put me in the mood. I have incense lit. I do a daily tarot card combination draw, and I have that with incense and candles in the tarot reading room. And then I have several diffusers that are diffusing essential oils in the store. I have colored lighting and nano leaf lighting all over the store. So it puts together all this positivity and peace. Well, none of that was cutting through my bad energy that day. And I'll never forget this. So I had a regular customer come in about an hour after opening, I'll say. And she shopped around and we always talk about what's going on in her life and what she's here for today. It's usually some sort of new crystal to put in her toolkit and etc, etc. And she said to me, she said, Brian, you're just not yourself today. There's something wrong. And of course, my defense mechanism was, well, no, no, I'm fine. I'm maybe just a little tired, having enough coffee, blah, blah, blah. And I really did believe that at the time. And another customer came in that day and said, you just seem off today. Are you doing okay? Of course, I said, yes, I'm fine. Thank you. And then the day began to kind of wind down. And it was at that time that I kind of took inventory, you know, like, what is everybody thinking that I'm not myself? And then it dawned on me, I'm bringing the highly negative energy uh, of the family drama into this space, into this sacred space, if you will. And I know better than to do that. It's sometimes impossible not to, um, seeing as that it happened an hour before. So I'm being a little easy on myself, but also I'm saying our energy matters, friends. It matters so, so, so much. And so I wanted to talk about how we can relate that to the craft. Obviously, uh, you just heard a story about how it was evident that I was off And my store was off that day, and I feel horrible about that because people come in here for the positivity and the good energy. But let's talk about our crafting. So let's give a couple of examples. Let's first talk about prosperity. Since often we do prosperity spells, whether it be Uh, gaining money into your life, having your business do more sales, getting a raise at work, it goes on and on. The absolute truth of the matter, friends, is this. The worst time you can pull together a spell is in a time of desperation. And what I mean by that is... I have people that come in here and talk to me all the time and, you know, my bills are behind, getting ready to shut off my water... I need some spell materials to to reverse this. Worst case scenario right there. You are already in a chaotic state. Your mind is freaking out. You're facing utility shutoffs. You're panicked about losing your home, your car, your job. It doesn't matter. And so you want to hurry up and turn to a spell to reverse that. And a lot of the times when you do that, it will not work. And why that is, is because you're bringing that chaotic energy into the spellcrafting area. When you read a lot of books on the craft, for instance, they will tell you these crazy, what seems to be crazy, but you'll understand it a little more now, you know, 
Floor washes. That's a good one. Let's talk about floor washes. When I used to start, when I was just starting out in this craft, I wanted to get as many books in my library as I could on Wicca, on witchcraft, on casting spells, on what color means, color magic, prosperity, tarot, crystal metaphysical, all that stuff. And one of the recurring themes was this thing about floor washes, of all things, floor washes. Floor washes are commonplace in many of the old world magic and conjuring traditions. And what they are, you throw together purified water, maybe some sage, maybe a little couple drops of some sort of orange oil or whatever you choose. And you are spiritually cleansing the floor, for instance, when you move somewhere new. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about here per se, but it does have everything to do with it. And I know that was crazy, that statement I just made, but I just want to bring this all together by telling you that you're spiritually cleansing a new structure that you're moving into with a floor wash so that you can remove any of that leftover chaotic or negative energy that was left behind as a result of the person that previously lived there. If that doesn't convince us, you know, that these old world traditions were doing this, I don't know what would. You know, why would you take the time to do that? Now, the naysayers, the arguers could say, well, you're just cleaning the floor. But I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. I don't believe that mopping a floor with pine saw will give the same result as a floor wash. Let's talk about a floor wash. I've done many of them myself. So let's talk about how I do them. Not necessarily how they're written about, because we all do things in our own way. That's why we love our craft. So when I throw together a floor wash, I will take some purified water, and by purified water, boiled. And I will add a cup of ammonia and a cup of moon water. And that is it. Usually maybe a couple drops of some sort of essential oil that's pleasing to me, like frankincense. But you can use anything you want. It's the intention that I'm putting in that water that is going to bring about the results we're looking for. And again, you can add herbs. You can add essential oils, you can add salt, you can add natural ingredients from your front yard, like disposed of pine needles, whatever, whatever speaks to you. And you start at the front door and you're washing away and you're thinking about this. You're not thinking about what you're doing later, about uh, the errands you have to run, what you're having for dinner. You're thinking about, I am cleansing this structure of any previous energy, any negativity, any positivity for that matter, anything that was here before, and I'm making this about me. So I told you that long-winded story about floor washes, because we started down this road talking about doing prosperity spells when you're in a, a fit of desperation and you really need some results. You're bringing chaotic energy to the table and it's just not going to work. For instance, you've been on 10 dates in the past two weeks and you really would like to get to the second date. None of this is working out because none of these people are reaching and you're just very upset. You're, you're, you're on the brink of de depression about it and you come to your local metaphysical shop and you want to throw together some spell materials and pink candles and rose quartz. 
to find a soulmate or begin that process, but your headspace isn't in the right place. And so you do all this spell work and it falls flat. And it leaves you wondering why, because you're going to say, you know, I, I pulled everything that I was told to do. I did it, you know, by the instructions and it's not working. And it's simply not working because of the energy that you brought to the table to do this spell. And I, I, I cannot stress this enough. I want everybody that's listening here to take this to heart and understand it. Because it's really hard to manipulate your energy but it is possible. So think about me and that family drama and bringing it into my store and everything was kind of chaotic that day and people were noticing it with me, et cetera, et cetera, to, to recap. I needed to, and shame on me for not doing it, I'm looking at a whole box of them right now. I needed to walk forward because my crystal toolkit is at home and find a piece of black tourmaline and hold it in my hand. And then, while holding that black tourmaline, grab a piece of raw citrine, because that's my happy stone. That's the stone that I work with to bring in the sunshine. Hold those two in my hand and meditate for 30 seconds to 90 seconds and ask the universe to purge my negativity to help me get over the hump here so that I can focus on the task at hand, which is running my store, not this family stuff. I didn't do that. I thought it would just dissipate, but it obviously had affected me worse. And so then it affected my craft. There would have been a similar result if I was back in my room here at the store where I do my candle magic. And I was trying to boost my creativity, for instance. Let's say I have a red candle and I've dressed it with my herbs and my sigils and my oils and my crystals and I'm grinding and I'm writing my intention letter and all that stuff. But really, I'm just going through the motions of that because I've done it so many times because I've been practicing for so long. But really what I'm thinking about is how I'm going to resolve this family issue. And I'm really kind of irritated, right? There you go. It wouldn't work. Because I'm slapping the universe in the face a little bit, if you will. Like I'm saying, hey, just take these symbolic herbs and oils that I'm doing and fix me, okay? Fix me. I'm not focused on fixing me. I want you to fix me. That won't work, my friends. We have to be active and we have to participate in our spells to get what we want. And if we're bringing bad energy to the table and we're not focused, it's just simply not going to work. And that's really all I wanted to say about this. I don't mean, and I apologize if I'm sounding a little preachy on this one. Um, I had to learn it the hard way at an early age, but energy is real. And what, the energy that we bring to the table is real. You hear phrases like you can cut the tension in the room with a knife. Why do you suppose that is? That is true. You can when there's tension in a room between two people and it's thick and it drags it down. And we can certainly work with the tools around us to kind of clear that out, clear, lift the clouds, if you will, that black cloud of energy to, to, to get to where we want to be. So again, friends, 
practice staying on the high vibration and practice keeping your energy at an all-time high when you're asking the universe to lend her hand to you in whatever it is you may need. And I think you will find that your spells will bloom in a way that you've never imagined and you will be manifesting like some badass because you're in the right frame of mind. All right, up next, we are going to talk about rainbow fluorite, and then we're going to do a simple ritual that I do when I'm suffering from brain fog. Ah, beautiful rainbow fluorite. I'm excited to share with you my use for this lovely, lovely gemstone actually holding my treasured piece of rainbow fluoride in my hand right now. And it's such a powerful stone for mental clarity and conscious mind. And it's a stone that doesn't have a ton documented about it, uh, but it all has to do with active conscious intellect and thought. And so those of you that know me know well that I equate everything to tarot. And so if I could make rainbow fluorite represented in a suit from a deck of tarot cards, it would certainly be the suit of swords represented by air and has everything to do with active thinking, active conscious, active thoughts. And so when you look at a piece of rainbow fluoride, especially some of the exquisite stuff right now coming out of China, I mean, it's just beautiful, friends. It can range the gamut of pure white, light green, dark green, the deepest and most beautiful teal, light lavendery purple, all the way to almost black dark purple, and anything in between. And it's just so, so beautiful. It's a, it's a stone that feels wonderful in your hand. Um, it's got a lot of electrical impulses for me when I work with rainbow fluorite. And I simply love it. And I have a, a dedicated use for it. It's pretty much one of the only uses for my particular point that I'm talking about that I use it for because I don't want to take advantage of it too much because it works for me so very well. So let's talk about my use for rainbow fluorite. The way I work with this exquisite stone is with a piece of smoky quartz as well. And we haven't really talked about smoky quartz. And so I don't want to get into all the metaphysical uses of smoky quartz, which there are many, but, and I use it for tons of stuff. But right now we're talking about combining the piece of smoky quartz with fluoride. So let's talk about why I would use a smoky quartz and how I envision using it in my ritual. So when one of the things about smoky, smoky quartz is that it, I, I view it as a filter, a filter for negativity, not unlike a water filter that you would have on your Brita water filter or your Brita water uh, pitcher at home. It filters out. So the thoughts that are coming in when I'm working with it come through and it absorbs any negativity and sends the white light into me. And also what we want to talk about is the quartz family, the smoky quartz, the amethyst, citrine, to name a few. Quartz is in so, so, so many of our treasured stones and crystals. But anytime you have quartz, especially on the clearer side, it's an amplifier. 
Clear quartz is known. So clear quartz is used so, so very often in the craft to amplify another stone's properties. So for instance, amethyst, we know it is widely agreed upon that amethyst is almost a tranquilizer type of stone. It induces calm and peace. And people, if they're having a really, really tough time and are anxious as hell and need some calm, they might work with a piece of amethyst in their toolkit and combine that and hold it with another piece of clear quartz to get added benefits of amplifying what you're getting out of that amethyst. So it has a two-pack punch there. So now that we have that foundation i want to talk about my rainbow fluorite ritual um that, and how i really use this crystal with a little piece of smoky quartz so i'm certain each and every one of you have had a similar moment that i'm about to describe where you wake up in the morning and your brain is just not firing on all eight cylinders some describe it as brain fog where you just don't have clarity of mind for the day for whatever reason you might have had one too many beers the night before you might have tossed and turned and not slept well you might have a lot on your mind it could be something that you've eaten and the list goes on but brain fog is not fun especially when you have to be on for the day um, in my particular instance uh, when i come to the store i want to be clear mind to talk to people educate people talk about products talk about tarot etc etc and it just doesn't work for me to be in here and be all fried out in the head and kind of listless and so the most beneficial use of rainbow fluorite for me is to clear that and it is a very potent stone when it comes to active intellect and mind and we talked about it being represented by the suit of swords and represented by air um, if i was to put it to a tarot suit it would be the suit of swords and so i chose it uh for this reason and so i hold when, when i when i need to clear this brain fog it's very simple and very effective and i want each of you to try this if you've if you've ever had these brain fog issues which of course i know you have because we all have so when you get to your place of work or if it's really bad before you leave the house and you have time do it at home you can't do this in the car i want you in your right hand to hold your piece of smoky quartz and in your left hand i want you to hold your treasured piece of rainbow fluorite one that really really works for you and Sorry, I'm a little taken back. I record the podcast here at the store, and there was just a cavalcade of mopeds that just went down the street. I'm sure you heard them in the background, so it kind of uh, took me back a little, I guess. I'm not used to seeing that anyway. Not what you're expecting to hear when you're hearing about rainbow fluorite. So again, put your smoky quartz in your right hand and your treasured piece of rainbow fluorite in your left hand, and imagine energy and thoughts coming in through that smoky quartz in your right hand. And being filtered through such smoky quartz and being purified and made clear through the rainbow fluorite in your left hand and coming out. So when you do this, you want to get pretty intense with it. This is a meditating moment and that's why you can't do this in your car and you need quiet. So just sit. It can be as simple as 45 seconds to a minute. I like to go about five minutes and just keep imagining corrupted thoughts being purified coming through your smoky quartz all the negativity is being removed and then coming up and into your piece of rainbow fluorite for that clarity that we so desire and that's the whole point of this and the rainbow fluorite 
is the stone to do this. And so energy flowing into the smoky quartz, filtering, purifying through into your rainbow fluoride and out the other side. And it's an exercise that I do at least once a month, sometimes twice if I have these moments. And friends, I cannot tell you how wonderful it is especially when I've had brain fog in the past and you try supplements and all this other stuff and you just don't get anywhere. And this is a really natural way to bring about the clarity. Now, some may say that this could be the placebo effect. And maybe it is. Maybe maybe this ritual with rainbow floor and smoky quartz for me is just acknowledging that I, I, I want to clear my head. And taking the time to nurture that notion and meditate. But you and I both know that's not the case. There are powers in these stones. And science may not prove them. But we've all experienced them. And I live and breathe this crystal stuff. More so even now in my uh, midlife. Um, it's just become something that I have truly learned to embrace and, and build a toolkit with. And I know that's why you're here. And so I really want to encourage you all to try when you're having fuzzy thoughts and brain fog, get out your rainbow fluoride and mix it with smoky quartz, friends. I don't think you will ever regret it. And that is season two, episode two. Thank each of you for tuning in. As always, this is my pleasure. I really enjoy sharing tips, tricks, rituals, and my path with each of you. Um, and I, it bears repeating again that my path is just that, my path. It is not the way. It is not anything other than what works for me and my mission is to share with each of you and give it a try. Again, my name is Brian Campbell. I own Raven's Cauldron at 110 South Sandusky Street in Delaware, Ohio. You can reach me at 740-417-8402. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Raven's Cauldron, Delaware. You can get my website at ravenscauldron.com. I sell all the products in the store online and I can be followed at Raven's Cauldron on Instagram. I look forward to episode three next week, folks. It's going to be some really fun stuff. In the meantime, be safe and blessed to be to all. Talk to you next week. Bye.